0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solem. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solem. I'm not going to waste any time because I have no time to waste. I've got Chris Woodard on with me right now. Chris is uh, the District 9 City Councilman, uh, the freshman or rookie, whatever you want to call. Chris, what would you say? Freshman, rookie, what do you think?
1: I like the name Rookie. That,
0: you like Rookie. That okay. sounds better. <laughs> you like Rookie and District Nine. Can you just can you broad broad sense? Where's District Nine in the city?
1: Yeah, so District Nine uh, kind of lands, I guess, maybe in, towards the middle of the city. It starts the Mississippi River, um, goes up to Pettibone Point, uh, comes down to Cass Street and Eighth Street. That would be the west side of Eighth Street, and it comes back down, goes behind Gunderson. Um, gets most of the Washburn and PPH neighborhoods.
0: Okay, does it hit? Th- th- it sounds like maybe, or maybe it's right on the edge. Does it entail Huska Park? That's correct. Uh, okay. Huska Park is in my district. Okay, so and that's and that's important because that's what I want to talk about. Uh, the this is committee week. It's what we call it here. Me and Brad and the newsroom call it uh, the J and A committee and the FMP committee. Meet. Those are kind of the big committees. There's always committee meetings, but those are the kind of the big ones. Uh, j J&A committee is going to meet tomorrow. You have a resolution out. Uh, if you read it, if you read it just as the resolution, very simple resolution, essentially a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe 10 days ago, the the parks board designated Huska Park as a campground, essentially to um, maybe, uh, maybe officially uh, allow people of uh, unsheltered people to stay at Huska Park without any like worry of, Penalty because I think before that the homeless problem was in Cameron Park and police I believe in the after in the early hours of the morning were uh, ticketing homeless people and giving them like 124 citations I think it was uh, to to be because they were in the park after hours. So uh, last year we designated Huska Park unofficially as as a place where homeless people could go and not worry about uh, the you know blowback from the city police. Uh, In terms of being in a park after hours, and then this year, they they decided to make it official, just temporarily for this season, I believe, make Huska Park a campground. How am I doing, Chris? So far, I'm glad I had you on for me to talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're uh, you're doing great. Okay, Uh, but everything is pretty much factual. Yes.
0: Yeah, but you have a resolution out to to say uh, to put it in front of committee, the J and A committee tomorrow, to say, hey, we we shouldn't make Hooska Park a campground for unsheltered people. When I read that initially, I was like, wow, Chris, that's pretty harsh. What are we going to do? Can you explain the resolution a little bit?
1: Yeah, certainly. So uh, my thought behind that was, A, I wanted to bring it in front of the council for a further discussion. I feel that this is a very important issue here in the city, Um, not only the city but the region. Um, And in that discussion, hopefully we could decide a good path forward. Hopefully we might be able to find some funding or some funding sources become available where we'd be able to extend them at the Econo Lodge because, as we all know, the weather in April can be uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen, whether it be snow, um, tornadoes, rain. Um, and I don't think it's fair for, for the, those people to have to stay on the ground if it's going to be cold, there's going to be snow yeah essentially um,
0: the the city uh, a couple months ago uh, rented out the account Lodge using American Rescue plan Act money, a uh, seven hundred thousand dollars, I believe, to put homeless put the unsheltered people in that account Lodge. and uh, that that expires at the end of next month. So April first that expires. and then, uh, the thinking is it's spring the the robins are out and you play that doo doo doo, doo 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 you play that music because it's spring right the plants are blue the flowers are blooming but really in Wisconsin it's not spring it's like it's like snow every couple of weeks season mud season uh it's it's turn your heater on when you go to work and turn your air conditioner on maybe once in a while it's it's one of those you know it's the, we all know we live here so the the idea that in April people that don't have shelter are going to be able to live outside. Not, not go, Probably not going to happen. So your idea is to, to what? Make, work out a plan with the Econolodge for for an extended period of
1: time? Yeah, hopefully we can get some sort of a resolution come out of that. Um, I'm not 100% entirely sure how negotiations work with that and whatnot. But my hope is to have them stay at the Econolodge until uh, the Maple Grove... Areas ready to have people move into
0: Yeah, the, the other part of this is the, the the council met in a special meeting to purchase the Maple Grove motel on the south side. any what are, what are your thoughts there? the timeline on building uh, so you converting the Maple Grove motel into bridge housing where homeless people can stay as kind of a almost like a middle which is what bridge housing is, a middleman, so to speak, they could stay in bridge housing temporarily until they get on their feet and get their own housing.
1: That's correct. Um, So I think at the Maple Grove, there's 30-plus rooms that would be available uh, right now um, for the people to stay in. Um, Now, as far as the bridge housing, that's something that would need to be built and brought in and assembled um, at that Maple Grove site. Um, And I don't remember off the top of my head what the number was that they had on the bridge houses, but, uh, you know, it's all, all a work in progress, and eventually it looks like there would be some sort of a bathroom and shower area, too, built for them.
0: Yeah, is it going to be like 50 people would be able to get bridge housing temporarily?
1: Do you Any idea? Uh, I don't remember that number off the top of my head. I would have to look through my notes, but uh, I think you're, you're sounding correct. I total
0: guess there. Not even don't don't even quote me on that. Um, but here's the thing with bridge housing: we have we have probably 150 homeless people, Chris. Don't you think? If not more.
1: Uh, the last number I heard was around the hundred area. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we have 100 people. If we have bridge housing for you say 32 rooms, let's just let's just add let's just say it's 50. That's half. I don't know how long somebody needs to be in bridge housing. I'm not the expert there. Maybe you'll have experts come in uh, to the meeting tomorrow and talk about this. But, uh, if we cut, if we get, if maybe it takes a couple of months to get people out of bridge housing and on, on their own. So, you know, if we extend the, the motel or the Econolodge deal, you know, for a month, let's say we extend it to May, uh, come May, there might be half the homeless might be in bridge housing, but the other half might still have nowhere to go. Right. So then what?
1: I, I don't have an answer for you on that, but I, I can certainly say that there's been some success stories that have come out of there, um, where individuals have been able to find a more solid housing.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't expect to have an answer. I think maybe that's a question to pose tomorrow, right? Like what happens? That might be a that i I might be pushing against your resolution a little bit in that regard. That's all. <laughs> I I just thought well, of no, it. That,
1: that's a great question. And that's what we do
0: in committee, right? That's what we'll talk about. That'll, that'll definitely come up tomorrow in committee, it's, 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 it's around, along with a
1: bunch of other things, I'm sure, right? That, yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is why we bring it in front of the, the committee for discussion, because uh, I may have an idea, but then I may have not thought of, of a alternative solution. You know, it's where we all get together and we discuss.
0: Yeah, it was 48 degrees today. I feel like I was out in shorts uh, walking the dogs, but, you know, to to live out there at night, that's not going to work. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not. It'll get a little bit cold tonight. I think.
0: Yeah. So the yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Come April first, uh, we we don't have an econolodge lodge deal anymore for unsheltered people going back to Huska Park. At that point, might be too early. I, I get it. That makes sense. It's a resolution tomorrow, Chris. Six o'clock, Southside Neighborhood Center. Right. That's when the committee. Meets? That is correct.
1: Okay. Yes, and if you are wishing to speak in support or opposition, um you can come to you can come to the Southside Neighborhood Center and just register with the clerk and you'll be able to speak your
0: mind all right thanks a lot (laughs) i appreciate you coming on for a couple minutes here man
1: all right thanks rick have a good night
0: you too bye that's chris woodard he represents district nine in the city council the jna committee committee meets tomorrow at six o'clock it's committee week so six o'clock thursday and tuesday tuesday and thursday uh that'll happen all right coming back in a couple of minutes representative jill billings is going to be on with me we're going to talk about how the state legislature has wrapped up the year they're done for the year, guys. Done for the year. It's February 28th. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk, PM 608-785-7914. Get out of here, Stone Temple Pilots. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, good time to do that because Jill Billings is not called in. Uh, send out a text. Hey, Jill, you calling in? Uh, we'll wait for her to call in. Uh, just talk to Chris Woodard. The J&A committee meets tomorrow. You go check out that agenda. Just just Google La Crosse City Council. Find the agenda and download all the PDFs. Woo-hoo! Even Chris's is a PDF. It's very short. Resolution prohibiting the designation of campground for Huska Park as a campground for unsheltered persons. Whereas the board considered a request to approve, the park board considered a request to approve the declaration of Huska Park as a campground for unsheltered persons on February 17th. Common Council of the City of Lacrosse that it hereby determines that Hooska Park shall not be designated as a campground for unsheltered persons. It uh, it sounds kind of harsh when you just read that, because the resolution is very short and sweet. It's actually one of those where you read and you go, okay, I kind of understand what they're saying. Because <laughs> a lot of the whereas and, and whatnot sometimes, those resolutions, they get wordy and confusing. But this one, pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, also, it sounds harsh, like I said. So, when you read that, you go, God, Chris, that's pretty harsh. Chris Wooder puts this resolution out, council member in District 9. And, and, and who's good is in his district. So, I'm sure he's heard some, some, some talk about it. But his, his, the, 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 if you look more into it, what Chris wants is the city to work out a deal for another month, maybe a month and a half, two months. I don't know. April. May, how long before you want to, how long before you, I- anybody listening wants to just live outside? When are you cool with every night for an unknown period of time, you're going to sleep outside? Is that April 1st when the Conalodge deal ends in the city? Is that April 15th? Is it May 1st? Do we need to extend this for another month? May first seems May first May seems okay. Maybe one more month at the Econo Lodge. It costs about two hundred thousand dollars, so it's going to cost another two hundred grand. That means the city would be in to the Econo Lodge for nine hundred thousand dollars throughout the winter to house about a hundred of uh, homeless people. And that sounds like a lot of money. It seems like you know the the city paid about one and a half million dollars to buy and renovate, and worked into the deal the renovations the Maple Grove Motel on the on the south side 1.5 million if we're renting the Iconola lodge for 200 grand a month in total of 900,000 uh we would have had it that that would have been you know a good chunk of that that bill but obviously there's no place to go we need something in the in the uh in between and yeah chris makes makes a good argument there a very easy argument to go yeah do you want to live outside in april i don't want to uh, about a year ago, the the city of La Crosse was, yeah, well, more than a year ago, I guess, two years ago, the Cameron Park was kind of the place where homeless people were going, and the homeless population has been growing since the pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people were put in situations, and I think uh, other people have been come even come to La Crosse because there's a there's probably there's there's resources here. Uh, we've heard this uh, a couple of different a couple of, from a couple of different places they even asked governor Evers when he was in town back in back about three weeks two weeks ago three weeks ago giving out uh, checks to the YWCA and the Cooley cap uh, for helping homeless people a million dollar check and a eight hundred thousand dollar check I believe um, but you know mayor Mitch Reynolds was on last month saying you know even uh, I think he said either the Sparta police or the sheriff's office there and where in was at Monroe County, uh, had brought somebody who was unsheltered to Lacrosse because they know their services here and the Sparta community doesn't have the resources to help somebody that's unsheltered. So they were brought here. And even a couple of months before that, the mayor was talking about a city from way outside. I want to say like almost to the Madison, maybe Wisconsin Dells area. I, I, I don't remember. It was so many months ago. But he said there was the same situation. The police there brought somebody that was unsheltered to La Crosse, knowing very well that Lacrosse is trying to take care of people that are homeless. So we're becoming a hub. And whether or not you like that or not, it's it's kind of, there's two ways to think about it. Like, A, like, we, why put the burden on us, right? Why well, put the burden on the city of Lacrosse to help these people? Uh, the other side of that is like, oh, look, the city of Lacrosse is, taking a leadership stance, taking a, a lead role in trying to help these people. And if Jill Billings is able to come on here, uh, we might be able to ask her what the state legislature is doing uh, as well because I don't think it's much. I don't know, though. And the state legislature is all done. They're they're wrapping up in next week. I think they have three days left on the calendar, if I remember right. Um, I have that written down somewhere, but not in that document. I have too many tabs open. Um, but yeah, they have, uh, I just, I just wonder like, how does how is it the state legislature is done with their calendar gear? That doesn't, that doesn't make a, a, a lot of sense. The, uh, the legislature March 8th through 10th, those are the last three days in session. So when, when we as workers have, you know, two weeks, three weeks, you know, if you're lucky you have four or five weeks of vacation, like that's good for you. If you have that much vacation, five weeks. Uh, Or more. I, I don't know if the state legislature understands this. Like, do they, do they get it backwards? Do they think, oh, you know what? We should work for five weeks, six weeks. We'll, we'll work. And then the rest of the days are vacation. No, that's, you have it backwards legislature. It's, you get two, three, four, five weeks off. You get vacation days. And then the rest of the year, you actually, you actually work. It doesn't, it doesn't work the other way around. Um, they're doing the opposite. So they're working for about, I would say maybe it's February 28th. So they have three days left. So at least two months and three days, I don't know if they're taking the weekends off. Um, but they're doing that. And then they have the rest of the year to vacation. So it's also, a uh, they can all, we, we talked about this Friday, but they can also call it, uh, they're going home to talk to constituents and, do town halls, but Anthony Tchaegovsky, the UW lacrosse political science professor said, yeah, they're going home to do that because it's a campaign year. They're going home to campaign is what they're doing. They're not going home. It's, it's not exactly work. It's work, but it's, it's, it's more work to stay in office as opposed to work to get things done because you're not meeting in session. So if you're not, if you're going home to talk to your constituents but you're not meeting in session because you don't even know if you'll be a state legislature the next time in the state legislature the next time around. Then maybe you should do the town halls the first half of the year and maybe do the legislative sessions the second half because it seems logical to me, uh, in that regard. Caller, you're you're on there, who's this? Hey,
1: it's uh mayor of the north side there, Kent calling. How you doing? Bob? Hey, Kent. Good. Hey, I'm thinking, you know, for two hundred grand a month, Rick, you can why don't we just bring them all over here to Palace Street at my place? It's a two-bedroom bungalow. I think I can fit a hundred in here. <laughs> I'll drive them to job interviews. My wife cuts hair. They you know get we'll get cleaned up and we'll. I'm telling you, two hundred yeah. grand a month. Well, it's a hundred
0: people, so yeah. I don't. I haven't done the math on a hundred rooms, but yeah, it seems it seems like a lot. But I I I gotta go. I think Jill's calling. Thanks, Kent. Thanks for the call. Uh, we'll go to the phones back. Is this is this Jill? <laughs> Yeah, this is Jill. Hey, Jill, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm ra- I'm rambling about the state legislature right now. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just said this, but I don't. Do you guys have it mixed up? Where the working class, we get like two to maybe five six weeks of vacation. We you know as the working class, that's you know we'll be lucky. That's not you know it's not mandatory, but you know a lot of people that are lucky get vacation days, and then we work the rest of the year. The state legislature is is working for two months and then they're off. Do you guys have it backwards? What's going on? Do you think, like, does the state legislators think they get vacation for 48 weeks and then they only have to work for a couple weeks a year?
2: (laughs) I hear you. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated every year at this time when um, they kind of shove as much legislation as they can get through in the end of February. And then sometimes we meet in March. Kind of, kind of to clean things up, and then everybody's out campaigning. That's the deal. Everybody is out knocking on doors and putting together their lit pieces and doing debates and um yeah so,
0: we we talked about this last Friday, me and you to be lacrosse political science professor Tchergowsky, and I brought this up. I said, well, you know somebody like Jill's gonna say or state rep's going to say when we when we end session and we go back home we're going back so you're coming back to lacrosse you're going to talk to your constituents you're going to have town halls and tirgowski goes yeah that's called campaigning and i and i just thought of this you know jill you should we should be doing this the opposite your first year in, your first year of two in office you should be doing the town halls to see what your constituents want and then the second half of the session then maybe you pass the the cram bills i call them now trolling bills or cram bills whatever you want to do it you're cramming for the test you're cramming everything in at the end of the, the session but uh yeah maybe but uh, but really you should be talking to your constituents for a couple of weeks and then going into session passing some bills that you, you feel need to be passed not hundreds at a time it's it's uh my my head explodes at how many things you have to you have to pass or not pass i guess yeah it is a
2: it it really was a marathon last week um, as as we had huge stacks of bills that um, we were reading through and um, trying to check back in district. I was checking back in the district with how um, education bills, about how people in education felt about them, about some of the election bills, about how our clerks felt about them. Um, yeah, some of some of that, you know, we knew was coming, so we could check it out beforehand. But um, some of that stuff, those calendars that were pulled, it was... It was, it's, it's really a marathon at the end, and it's ridiculous. I mean, we could meet through at, at least through April. I don't see why not. That's when we start taking out papers. So why can't we, why can't we meet until we um, start getting nomination papers? To me, that seems to be at least the official start of campaigning.
0: I don't know why you can't but, meet I don't know why you can't meet like every other month. <laughs> it's just <not> like what <laughs> It's not like Wisco- yeah. is Wisconsin oh. so big that you can't make the drive to Madison? Do we need to move the Capitol?
2: <laughs> i'm I'm happy to go to to madison and, and do my work there but i'm not in the majority so uh the majority gets to decide they set our calendar actually right after election um they set the calendar and they um let us know which weeks we will likely be called in or could be called in um to debate legislation and th- then we're in other weeks because of committee meetings and things like that but um, yeah, I, I'd like to go. I'd like to go longer. I mean, we, I just did a listening session last week with Mike Kuglich, who is a representative from the other side. He and I were in a, a leadership um, program together the year after we got elected, and so we've kind of remained friends. And he's the head of energy and utilities. And as people were talking to me about high heating bills, I said, "Let's call in all of our energy providers and see." Well, why are these heating bills higher? And so, you know, it would be nice to take that information and see if there's some legislation that needs to be done or some relief that can be given. Um, but you know, we're done. We, yeah. can't, we can't create. We can't really create a lot more legislation that's going to pass. Uh,
0: we're speaking. Well, we're speaking with Assembly State Rep. Jill Billings in the 95th Assembly District, uh, talking about the end of the session. Um, speaking of that, we're at the end of this segment, so. Uh, I got to take a break. We'll come back and talk about some of this legislation. First up, Scott's comment, and then Brad doing the news. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914. I have to do it all in one thing, otherwise, I get messed up. Uh, Lacrosse uh, State Rep Jill Billings, State Rep in the Assembly, 95th District, uh, right here in Lacrosse. And I always forget, Shelby? Jill, is it Shelby?
2: That's right. A little bit of Shelby and uh, town of Campbell.
0: Town of Campbell. Okay. So, oh man, I could bring up PIFAs with you too. Um, oh, I don't, we don't have a long enough show, especially when Eric doesn't tell you what time to call. So we'll reprimand Eric. Uh, your, what I call your handler, Eric Cook. Um, all right. So the the we were we, I was kind of making fun a little bit about the idea that the legislature is is done with done for the year, which is just comical. Um, I don't know, I don't know why, uh, that's a good, I don't know why that would be a good thing to do in a election year, but, um, before you guys did that, any idea how many bills you crammed through the legislature in the last, you said last week was a really bad one, but it seems like the last three weeks you guys have been cramming bills. Yeah. Um, this
2: last week it was, we met, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And, um, so that was, probably our busiest week that was our busiest week of the month and this was like i think this was probably our busiest month of this session so um yeah at the end everybody wants to get their legislation through i mean i'm the same i was disappointed that um, I, I had some anti-vaping legislation i heard a young woman uh from uwl actually who was in the emergency room at mayo with lung issues and the doc couldn't figure out what was wrong he was about to make a really difficult call to her parents and um, she had ingested something through, through vaping that that wasn't good and damaged her lungs and her lungs will never be the same so and we're finding stories like that about other um, kids in uh, Milwaukee there was a really bad situation with two kids that got their hands on some cartridges that were not good good and their lungs will never be the same and so um, we have some anti-vaping legislation. I would love to have that see the light of day and have some hearings and debate on this and maybe make it to the floor. But there's just wasn't enough time. They didn't take up my uh, PFAS, the PFAS legislation, the CLEAR Act to address PFAS. We know this is an emerging issue around Wisconsin. Um, most recently, Wausau just found that they have PFAS in their waters. And so, you know, there's a lot of missed opportunities. It was it was frustrating. And but, of course, my hunting access bill, Steve's Law, that's named after our local a local person, Steve Johnson, to allow people with disabilities to have equal access to the DNR Go Wild system to get licenses. There's a lot, I mean I can I could talk for half an hour on missed opportunities this time around
0: but at least we passed some legislation to allow people that are people in college that are going to have to take a course in diversity or ethnic studies uh, to opt out of those classes and take a, co- a class on the US Constitution instead at least we did that
2: <laughs> It's interesting that there were there was a day where we can really considered bills that I think, the legislation was trying to micromanage what's happening at the university and at our schools, uh, K-12 schools. You know, I I feel that our K-12 schools, the school board is good. I think our administration is good here in the La Crosse School District. I gave a long speech on how many opportunities parents have to weigh in. You know, we see those kind of inflammatory tapes from other parts of the State where, you know, parents are, or I'm sorry, other parts of the country where, where parents are so upset with their school boards. But, you know, here in La Crosse, I was I was in my kids' elementary school twice a week uh, volunteering. And I knew the teachers well. I knew the principals in my kids' schools. I Middle school, I led reading groups. Um and by high school, God bless them, my kids did not want me volunteering every day. But I helped throw uh the lights on the show choir curtains and that was fine with me, you know. Well and I wanted to be involved and there's so many ways to be involved at like parent teacher conferences and going to school board meetings and even as we looked at shutting down schools, you know, because of our declining enrollment, that was a great that was a great, I think, uh, exercise in public public listening sessions. So
0: well, what's great too, Jill, is when you get to when you go to uh, your your kid's school like that. Uh, the legislature is now going. If Governor Evers signs, it allows you to bring your gun there as well and leave it in your car. It's great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> at, you know, at the same time they looked at eighteen year olds being able to conceal care. It was twenty one. They wanted to bring it down to eighteen. And then also allow guns on school parking lots and allow people from other states to be able to um, conceal carry without going through our, um, our, at least uh, our ability to have them take classes. And, you know, this widening of this ability for people to carry guns in all situations, when does it stop? You know, I think that combination of 18 year olds. And guns in parking lots is not good. And even on college campuses, a lot of instructors are concerned about that.
0: Well, what's the idea here that we won't allow uh, 18-year-olds to smoke or vape in the state, but we will allow them to conceal carry? There seems to be a disconnect there about what 18-year-olds are capable of doing. Do, do we? Are you debating any of this stuff? Because I see a lot of this stuff pass without debate. And to me, I go, oh, it passed without debate because you're doing 100 bills a day and you don't have time uh, anymore, you don't want to spend any time talking about this stuff.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think it is surreal um, somehow how these things emerge at the same time, where you have to be twenty one to smoke, but you can be eighteen and and ha- it can still carry. I, <clears throat> it, it, it kind of blows my mind, and so a lot of that debate happens in committees. And a lot of shaping of the legislation. in some of my committees, I've got some good committees this year where we actually can talk across the table and and uh, we can talk about how this bill could be better. And and um, I've had some pretty good experiences with some legislation trying to make it better. By the time it gets to the floor, you know, a lot of that, it's, it's kind of already, it's pretty much done. Everybody knows how they're going most people know how they're going to vote. We listen to some of the, debate and but a lot of a lot of that groundwork is really done in the committee level right
0: now jill i got a text here and i think maybe this is to you but it says but uh, people people call me a democrat but uh they say i don't think the calendar was much different when all caps your party was in the majority uh it was same thing happening when when democrats you were here 10 years ago so you you had the full did you have the full house uh the full legislature and the governorship ever
2: no i've i've never had that opportunity there was a short period with uh, under governor doyle where um they did have uh, democrats did have uh control but our margins were so tight people tell me people who were there during that time tell me it was kind of a different situation because the margins were so tight but um you know i it could be that that reader's comment could be true at that point i was on the county board and really focused on the work that i was doing there
0: yeah you weren't um, in the you weren't in the state legislature so it's not your party Uh, per se at that point and it wasn't my party also like just because somebody did something uh, over a decade ago doesn't mean that I can't be mad about it now when I'm when I have a mic in front of me because I didn't have a mic in front of me a decade ago I had a, uh, a, a a keyboard and I was writing about basketball so and and the idea that you can't you can't be disappointed in the session ending in a couple of weeks here well ending now but it sounds like you have a couple of days next in the next couple of weeks three days that you might meet in session, what, we, we can't be mad about it depending on who's in power?
2: Uh, I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, if we, we want to uh, voice our concern and say that we would could try to do things better, I don't see what's wrong with that. The, uh, there is also a possibility, a very, 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 very short chance, that uh, the governor has asked for a special session, too, and he can ask for those at any time. And he's asking that we look at his plan to give back some, some of the taxpayer money that we have in our surplus and give money to early childhood education and also caregivers and some money for mental health for kids in school. He's, uh, he's got a plan to use about half of that uh, $3.8 billion surplus. Yeah. And uh, likely the, the majority party will gavel us in and out, so they won't consider that. But they do, the majority party also does have the opportunity to call us in for what they call extraordinary session. So if they feel like there's, let's say, PFAS, you know, as more communities are finding PFAS, the Republicans could call us in and we could look at that narrow issue and look at legislation that's been proposed and we could pass that legislation. We could do it.
0: Yeah. Are any of your neighboring, uh, assemblymen that, you know, that are on the other side, do you talk to, talk to them about this? Do they, uh, do, do they have any opinion on this? Like, yeah, maybe we should.
2: Um, yeah, I think that there are, um, on the other side, some of my colleagues over there say, yeah, that, you know, it would be nice to maybe get – they also have legislation that they would like to get through. Um, but, you know, I think also they feel an urgency to defend their seats. So, mm-hmm. you know, people want, it, people want to get out and, and start that campaign side of this job.
0: I don't know what is the campaign. What is the campaigning like then? Look at all this legislation I haven't been able to get passed yet. <laughs> it just seems like, hey, you mentioned the special session. It sounded, you know, I've heard. I haven't heard anybody predict that we would debate in special session on the budget surplus. I, I have you seen what Minnesota? Minnesota now has a nine point three billion dollar budget surplus. I think it's up one and a half billion from a couple of weeks ago. It's up. And uh, Republicans in Minnesota are talking about giving it back to the taxpayers to lowering the tax rate and doing some permanent things. Um, you know, there's a disconnect here between Minnesota uh, Republicans doing that and then uh, Republicans in Wisconsin just not just ignoring the idea that we have a budget surplus and we're going to do something with it. It seems like a it seems like a I don't know a change in an ideology in Wisconsin Republicans.
2: I think it has to do with a Silly season, you know we're starting campaigning, which some people refer to as silly season. So I think the reality there lies that my colleagues on the other side don't want to give the governor a win. This would see as a this would be seen as a great win for Governor Evers to be able to give taxpayer dollars back to the yeah. people who paid them. We have a surplus, and um, and also to to look at some of these issues that sort of need some investment and so it's interesting because um he could give tony evers checks back remember the we got tommy checks back in the day when tommy thompson uh was governor and so it had his signature on them and uh governor walker gave checks back but governor evers is looking at a um something that you don't have to ask for anything It just is part of a break that you get with taxes and he's doing that because it's a efficient way to to give that funding back to people and it, it is an interesting situation we're in where Republicans don't want to support that and they don't because they don't want the governor to have a win so yeah. they're willing to hurt their own constituents in order to not get a win that we could have together we could have a win together here
0: yes no to this question uh, if the assembly' is not in session do you still have committee meetings?
2: Um, we do, there are some informational committees that are still, committee meetings that are going to have, there are some this week, actually, um, not very many at all. Um, but I also, I'm on the, you know, historical society board of curators and the state council of alcohol and other drug abuse. I'm on the children, child abuse, neglect prevention board. Um, I was on the governor's council on tourism, um, I'm on the Mississippi River Parkway Commission. Those are those are governor-appointed commissions, and those still meet even though the legislature is not in session. Okay, so I I will still be meeting with and doing work with um, some of those groups. Um, next week we have a caucus meeting with our trails, uh, Rails to Trails caucus that uh, looks at uh, bike trails in the state. I'm part of that caucus, so we'll be meeting and talking about spending federal money on uh, bike trails. So, I mean, this is, again, this is a job where you you decide how hard you want to work. And honestly, I, I like working hard at this job because I really enjoy it and I want to have a voice in what's happening. So I still have a lot that's going on. I also um, I have a proposal in for a summer study committee on early childhood education to help parents get Uh, early childhood education, so they can enter the workforce. We have a workforce need in Wisconsin. Um, As part of that initiative, I'm part of a UC Berkeley study group. I was invited in as a legislator with a few legislators around the United States, and I'm also on a Hunt Institute um, early childhood education uh, group with other legislators and experts in the field looking at best practices for what we can do for early childhood education. So you know I still have a lot going on and I liked it that way. I like to I like to keep busy.
0: We're speaking with State Rep Jill Billings. actually we're done speaking with her because we burned up all our time. I didn't even get into any of these bills that I wanted to break down. Uh, but that's that's Eric's fault. We're gonna blame Eric and I will I gotta point this out. you were talking about something a little sensitive, so I didn't want to say it at that point. Uh, but you said uh, last week was the busiest week and you said this has been the busiest month. Uh, Jill, the, you've only been in session two months, so it was a 50-50 shot that this was going to be the busiest month, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> of the year.
2: I'm looking at it from last January when I was elected. Okay. So, so fair it's enough. Been a, a little over a year, but yeah.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, Jill, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Appreciate it. Yeah,
2: I'll come back anytime. Thank you, Rick.
0: All right, bye. All right, got to take one more break. We'll be back. All right, we're gonna wrap up here. Thanks again to State Rep. Jill Billings for spending some time letting me let me vent. I guess I'm venting. I guess I'm venting for you because I live in Minnesota. But um, the idea that they're out of session, <laughs> they might have three days next month to to go, uh, but they're out of session for the year <laughs> to come home and campaign.